Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Where To Go. I'm James Atkinson, Senior Brand Manager at DKI Witness. And I'm Lucy Richards, Senior Editor at DKI Witness. And welcome to Where To Go, where every fortnight we find out more about the world's favourite travel destinations with the people who know those places best. And today, Lucy, we are flying across the seas to sunny Brazil. It's a big one, isn't it? It's a big one. <laughs> it's a really, really big country. And I think it's, um, you know, we've done quite a few of these episodes before. At Where To Go, we really like to kind of like get to the nub of like a country or a destination. Mm. We think that, I think this one's going to be quite tricky because yes. there's so much in Brazil. It's such an enormous country, so much to cover. But I guess we start by saying, Lucy, have you ever been there? I've never been. I've never been. I've never actually been to South America, shame to say. I- have Me you been? too. I've been the closest I've been is Barbados, which is just just off the coast of South South America. But yeah, I, I I'm afraid to say I haven't as well. And it's a place that really fascinates me as well. It's um yeah. you know the kind of being the only Portuguese speaking country in that whole area. Yes having sort of such a huge kind of cultural significance in the world, whether it's mm. like kind of music or sport or like art. Brazil has its own kind of like well a million different like kind of cultures and styles and stuff uh, that it's one of those countries that's always fascinated me and I think there's loads that we could discuss here yeah but why don't we leave it to the pros yeah and (laughs) And we have got a pro and we have got a pro yeah (laughs) we really have so Brazilian-born Eleni Villatoro is an award-winning sustainable travel blogger who founded her blog Live More, Travel More in 2014. Today, as well as sharing her stories on her blog, she also writes for Skyscanner Brazil and is a public speaker on sustainable tourism and influencer marketing. So, hello, Eleni. Hello. Hello, Eleni. It's brilliant to have you on the podcast joining us all the way from brazil so as usual we're going to begin by learning a little bit more about our guest elaney followed by the all-important recommendations of where to go and insider knowledge of brazil then we'll hear about the best time to go and how you can travel more thoughtfully when visiting the country (laughs) 
So, Eleni, we're very lucky because we can actually see you while we're recording this and we can see some beautiful jealous. scenery behind you. <laughs> but for listeners, you're joining us today from Boypeba Island. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Sure. Boypeba is such an amazing place. It's so beautiful that I ended up um, moving here <laughs> oh, <laughs> almost right, really? a year ago. Yes. Uh, I came here for the first time in November 21. And Mm -hmm. I left here crying (laughs) because I found this place just so magical. Um, Mm -hmm. It's an island that doesn't have like a massive tourism at all. Uh, Not a lot Mm. of people know about it. And we have a lot of nature. You can go hiking, but you also like have pristine waters, coral reefs and like mangroves (laughs) it's such a beautiful scenery everywhere you go oh wow so kind of um i don't know almost unspoiled brazil then yeah it's like paradise it is a paradise (laughs) yeah wow and i mean you've kind of traveled around both brazil and and further afield quite a lot and, and and obviously have your blog as well live more travel more tell us about setting that up well um It's interesting because this all happened so naturally in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, I noticed how I really love to travel. I was a very curious kid, but my parents, uh, they come from a very simple background and they didn't travel much. And then when I was in college, I started camping with some friends and I was like, huh. I love being around nature, Um, so I was always prioritizing traveling. And in 2010, I went to the U.S. to be an au pair and learn English. And there, I saved most of my money just to travel, Uh, different from my colleagues, which we would just save money for buying clothes (laughs) and things (laughs) i wanted to explore because i was like i don't know if i will ever come back to this place so i gotta Mm. i gotta do it and then every weekend and holidays i was uh, finding a way to you know get out there going to the woods to the beach and when i came back to brazil after two years of being an au pair i noticed that there was something missing while I was living in a big city, just like Mm. Santo André and Sao Paulo. And it was so interesting because I was like, what is going on? What is missing out here? And then uh, during a job switch that I was doing, um, Mm -hmm. I ended up going to Peru. And on top of Machu Mountain, Machu Picchu, I started to think about, okay, what made me so happy when I was in the US? And then I figured that traveling was a big part of it because, and it's not just about like visiting new places and being in, you know, different sceneries and stuff. It's because I am a curious person. Mm. I love to learn. I love to meet new people. Uh, And then traveling ends up fulfilling all of this, all of my personal needs. Uh, so that's why, like, I was really happy when I was there. And then when I came back to Brazil and I started this new job, I set a goal for myself that I would travel as much as I could. And by doing that, I became a reference 
for my co-workers in the corporate world <laughs> okay. of someone who would like have big responsibilities but also would enjoy life and they yeah. started yeah. asking me to have my tra my own travel blog so i was like you know what it's okay i'm gonna do it so it came out so naturally you know and since i founded it in 2014 I already set a purpose for it because I really believe in purpose. Um, mm. So I was like, okay, mm. what's going to be the purpose of live more, travel more? And then I was like, okay, I know what. I'm going to encourage people to value more uh, life experiences yeah. through traveling because a lot of people just work, work, work to buy things and they are not yeah. living um, different experiences that bring a lot of learnings to them, you know? And that's what makes us fulfilled, especially when we can tell about these stories, what we learned while we were experiencing all of these things. It's a really interesting point about like kind of the curiosity that sits behind sort of traveling and like the, the kind of like the willingness to see more. Sometimes we see, I think um, it's interesting, like with COVID and like the past couple of years and it being more difficult to travel, kind of people reassessing that and actually seeing, not seeing travel as just something to be done, perfunctory, mm. but actually being this wonderful, like kind of opportunity to, to be curious, to see more and to travel more, etc. So yeah, it's kind of, it's really inspiring to hear you talking about that. Ah, thank you. Eleni, you're also obviously very passionate about sustainable travel. Why in particular do you champion, I mean, we'll come on to this later in the podcast, but yeah. why do you champion it so much, sustainable travel? This is also something that came naturally into my life. Um, I think as I've been evolving as a person, uh, these all have been uh, having an impact to live more, travel more. I always loved nature. But mm. I never thought if I was being a conscious traveler until 2018 when I quit my job mm -hmm. in corporate and I took a mini sabbatical. I went to yeah. several countries and when I went to Bhutan, for example, I saw a lot of good practices like during the hikes to mm. Tiger Nest, they had a lot of signs about like, uh, be aware of your trash. Every day is environmental day, you know, it was so positive. Yeah. And then I went to Nepal and India and I saw a lot of trash everywhere. And to top it off, I went to the Maldives and it was mm. so crazy for me because I always had that images of the Maldives as the perfect paradise. I never thought mm. it mm. would have like problems as other countries have. And when mm. I got there, I spent a lot of time in inhabited islands, in local uh, islands that the locals live. I don't know if you're aware, but in the Maldives, they have the resorts in private islands. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. The locals mm -hmm. yes. don't live there, you know, only like if they are working for the resort and stuff. But then you have what they call the local islands where the natives are there. And I stayed most of my 30 days <laughs> in Maldives, in these local islands. And I saw a lot of issues, especially in terms of trash. And it's so interesting because when I say that, I'm a little bit ashamed of myself, but it's being honest, this is what I did at first. I judged people. 
when I mm. saw people like throwing plastic water bottles on the ocean while yeah. we were mm. in a boat mm. ride. I was like, why they do this? You know, I was judging. And after spending a while there and talking to so many locals, um, I've heard uh, a lot of stories and I understood how tourism is the main responsible of that tragic trash that right. is yeah. a problem today there, you know? Yeah. And since I was quitting my job in corporate to being full-time blog, a full-time travel blogger, I was like, hmm. I don't want to be a type of blogger that will encourage people to do this type of tourism. So I need to be really aware of what I'm doing so I have a positive impact on other mm. people. And then I started researching more about sustainable travel. And as I was mm. learning about it, I figured more things that I did that was wrong in the past. And I only did those bad, I only took those bad decisions because I didn't, I didn't have enough knowledge. So I started sharing mm, yeah. with my followers on Instagram everything that I was learning. And by mm. doing that, I ended up like starting to become a reference in sustainable travel in Brazil. Mm. Yeah, it's really true in terms of you can get some brilliant destinations and resorts like Bhutan actually has come up recently this week. We've been preparing some bits and pieces for Earth Day and uh, Bhutan and the Tiger's Nest and stuff has come up as an, a lovely example of, you know, really, really educating travellers, telling them about best practices, etc. But Otherwise, there are not that many huge resources in terms of like kind of educating people. And I think your Instagram has become a bit of a reference for eco travel in, in Brazil and, and further afield as well. And obviously, we are here to talk about Brazil. So could you tell us just before we kind of get into your proper recommendations, just about a couple, some of the favorite places in Brazil that you visited? Sure. Um, so some of them, like Brazil is so diverse. It's quite mm. tough, you know, to bring yeah. top places. <laughs> we, but... we sometimes give they give us these really hard, <laughs> incredibly hard challenges of like <laughs> doing enormous countries in one podcast. So I'm sorry about that, Eleni. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No pressure. That's okay. So I think right now, if you ask me tomorrow, I may change places. But today, <laughs> yep. my top three picks would be Bonito, which is in Mato Grosso do Sul state. Bonito has rivers with very pristine waters. It's mm -hmm. Bonito means beautiful in Brazil. And Bonito is really bonito. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says on the tin. Yeah. Uh, another place would be Lençóis Maranhenses. Lençóis Maranhenses um, has a lot of sand dunes and after the rainy season, we have those lagoons in the middle of the sand dunes. It's incredible. I've never seen wow. it, something um, close to this anywhere else. I've actually been to Sundays Beach in Australia. I guess mm. that's the place that has a, a landscape that is quite similar, but mm -hmm. it's far from being the same. Sorry, my friends from Australia. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Sorry and, about that, Australia. <laughs> yeah. And another pick, of course, would be Boipeb Islands, which is the place that I decided yeah. to move in. I cannot take that out of the top. And you sort of told us a little bit about 
Boy Pepper Island in terms of like, you know, it kind of being quite unspoiled, etc. Is it very rural? Is it kind of village-like at where you are? Yes, it's very small. So Boy Pepper uh, has some different villages. We have four villages here. One is mm. Velha Boipeba, which is the main one, right next to the port where the boats come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have Moreré Beach, which is where I live. We have Monte Alegre, which is a place where we have quilombolas, which means we have uh, very native people that have traditional costumes, you know. Uh, and then we have oh. Cova da Onça on the other side of the island, which is quite big as well. In Moreré village, which is where I live, we have about, I guess, 500 people. So oh, wow. <laughs> you can have it's an small. idea of how small it is and everyone knows each other. And people are very supportive to each mm-hmm. other, you know. Um, it's not only about the beautiful place, it's also about how the people are very kind and helpful and they are resistance. I am so proud of the locals from here, you know, because sometimes people from other places come here with that colonization mind. Yeah. Yeah. And they are very resistant. If they don't agree with something, they will get together and protest. So it's very beautiful. It's one of the few places in Brazil, I guess, where I I see people with ancestrality, uh, ancestrality that is so strong besides Mm. the Mm. indigenous people in other areas. But here, Mm. like, it's not indigenous people, you know. Mm. So there's a real pride in the in the island and and kind of a, a culture as well that's kind of with the with the people who live there. Yes, there are a lot of fishermen. Um, there are very traditional ways of living here still. Wow, that's it. That's incredible. Well, now you've so beautifully introduced us to Boy Peba. Let's talk a little bit about Brazil as a whole and some of the best things to do. So, Eleni, to kick things off, uh, we're going to ask you to give us a quick fire tour of Brazil. We're going to name a few categories and you have to suggest just one thing to do. So, are you ready? Oh, gosh. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I love the confidence. Okay, so we're going to start by naming your favourite town or city in Brazil. Rio de Janeiro. Yes. Okay, right. Tell us about Rio. Well, there's so many cool things to do in Rio. It's a big city which is close to nature, Mm. parties, food, everything, you know? Um, So you can go to the beach and then go to a museum and then go hiking to the top of one of the mountains there and have a nice view. So it's it's just like a very complete destination. Especially here we kind of associate Rio with like energy parties Mm. and carnival etc is it kind of like that all year round I would say so because people there are very active also in terms of sports Mm. and doing things during the day not only at night you know so I would totally see it as an energetic place because there are people doing stuff all day long 24-7 
24 hours, yeah. I would say. Amazing. Cool. Okay, Eleni, your favorite view? I'm gonna repeat Rio, but it's because if you take an helicopter ride ah. in Rio to go around the Christ the Redeemer, the Sugar Love, it's Oh my god, it's so incredible. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else could be said? <laughs> yeah, and we've seen those kind of aerial shots and stuff before. It's it's so famous, Christ the Redeemer. But yeah, I can imagine taking a helicopter ride would be um, amazing. Yeah. Just just magical. Okay, so right, this one is always a tricky one for guests your favorite thing to eat? This is easy for me, actually, oh. Oh, okay. because when I travel abroad is what I miss. Okay. Feijoada. Have you heard of feijoada? No, not at all. No. Oh, my God, you got to try it. Oh, can you tell us a little bit more about what it is? So, basically, it's a dish made with black beans, mm -hmm. and we put that in a pressure cooker, mm -hmm. and add meat and sausages to it, and it all cooked together so you get oh. that flavor of nice. meat in the beans you know and also we serve it with rice some colored greens yeah 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 and farofa you know farofa right i'm not entirely sure i do no, no. I don't. oh my god <laughs> yeah, we're showing our real ignorance of like brazilian food here uh, but yeah <laughs> please tell us more what's uh Sure, farofa is cassava flour, okay, uh, which yes. is fried, let's say, we cook it with oh, wow. butter and mix it in a fry pan and uh, it tastes delicious. Some people like it, some people don't, but it's very traditional in Brazil. Lovely. That, that sounds excellent. Well, you've educated us. Are you hungry? <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's getting towards the end of the day here. I'm very, very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> How about, Eleni, your favourite thing to drink? Caipirinhas. Oh, of course. Of course. That I know about. <laughs> but you know that here in Brazil, we don't only do caipirinhas with the lime. We mix with other fruits as well. Ah, okay. Do you know that? No, I didn't no, know that. No, no, no. We do it. And some of my favourite mixtures are cocoa and strawberry. And another one is passion fruit with mango. Oh, yes, please. That, really that one for me. Yes. Thank you yeah. very much. Amazing. <laughs> okay, we're going to move away from food and drink and onto your favorite day activity. So how would you spend a perfect day in Brazil, Eleni? Just go to the beach and relax, yep. buy some food from a local vendor, you know? Yeah. And maybe have some very cold beer. <laughs> That sounds with your friends and chat. That that's like the way we like to chill. Yeah. Let's say. It's been a long old winter in the UK here. Yeah. It's been so long since I went to a beach and had a beer and <laughs> some lovely food. That sounds amazing. Is there any particular I mean, obviously, you know, we know about super famous beaches like Copacabana, etc. but is what's your dream beach to, to go to in Brazil? Oh, gosh, you're going to get tired of listening to me talking about Boipeba. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it's Boipeba. Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, but rather than Moreira Beach and Castellanos Beach, mm. which are in Boipeba, but also the beaches in Arraial do Cabo are really great. So oh, yes. <laughs> that works as well. Plus, you know, actually, 
all of our coast is wonderful. It's very tough yeah. uh, to answer what is the most beautiful beach here because they are so different. Mm. Like some of them are going to have more um, Atlantic forest nearby. Mm. Some of them are going to have more like old buildings next to it, like Parachi, for example. So, mm. yeah, it's so diverse. Mm. Cool. That's a great answer, actually, to a, to a surprise question as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we slipped that one in, didn't we? Okay, so, Eleni, your favourite museum or gallery? I would say Inyotin. I don't know if you have heard of this place, but Inyotin is a place in Minas Gerais State where mm. they have some galleries in the middle of the woods. It's an open art gallery let's say cool. you know oh wow very cool setting for contemporary art i like it yes absolutely that's a really really great whistle stop tour of lots and lots of things in brazil we touched on beaches we touched on alcohol we touched on meat <laughs> there's some great great things there what are some other highlights in brazil that listeners just really shouldn't miss from your travels eleni salvador which is the capital of bahia state is mm. a very fun place to visit it's full of energy, full of music on the streets. Um, they also have really good food. You know, each part of Brazil have different types of food. Mm. So in the Bahian culture, we have what we call moquecas, um, which can be made with fish or shrimps, octopus, you know, all different types of seafood mm. and also it's a place where you can learn a lot about brazil because uh, our colonization process it didn't start in salvador exactly but in salvador you can see a lot of old buildings learn a lot about the history and also one tour that i totally recommend people to go on while they are in salvador is a downtown tour but with the focus on the black people history mm. because mm. during the colonization process in brazil a lot of people brought slaves from africa and that's why we have uh when you are around salvador you're gonna have a taste of africa you know mm. um and then that by doing a tour with a specialized guide which i can totally recommend for whoever mm. wants to go you can learn not only about the history that is on the books yeah. you're gonna have the history of other facts that made our history as well that's really really interesting because i think brazil is like a you know, we use this term a lot on the podcast but kind of a melting pot of different cultures and actually you kind of forget that you know as well as kind of like colon colonialists and, and native people there was lots of people were enslaved over there as well mm. and have brought their own culture over time and you know actually or everything that has kind of made brazil today is like quite unique has kind of happened over hundreds and hundreds of years i guess yes and it's interesting because the immigration like you have concentrated uh, population from immigrants from different places in different parts of brazil so if you go more to south of brazil you're gonna have more immigrants from europe for example mm. okay. you know yeah. in sao paulo um you have a lot of immigration from asians as well uh in Bahia, for example, we have, in that case, it's a totally different type 
of course, of immigration because, you know, they were brought against their will. But we have these backgrounds of Africa, which is so deep in their culture, even in their religious parts. Mm. And it's really interesting to learn about when they were here and about like to be colonized by Christians while mm. they had other cultures. So they had to adapt the way they would you know, still celebrate their culture without yeah. being punished by Christians. So there's a lot of history. It's very interesting. Um, I really re recommend people to do this type of tour there. That's really, really interesting. Do you have any other highlights, Eleni, that you can recommend to listeners? And that's a fantastic one. Well, there are several other highlights, of course, but some of them that came out to my mind right now are Iguazu Falls, which is those gigantic waterfalls mm. that we have in Paraná near Argentina. Mm. But also, like, if you like food, you gotta go to Sao Paulo. There you're gonna find every type of restaurant every type of food that you'd like to try you know we have immigrants from all around the world mm -hmm. there so yeah it's one place that you can eat really 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 well <laughs> excellent the, the, the best place apart from your mum's kitchen obviously <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Eleni, how about then some of Brazil's sort of best kept secrets? Do you have anything that you're willing to let listeners in on? Any tips, places to go? Well, one of them, I gotta tell that it's in Boipeba, <laughs> but it's worth telling, I promise. It's okay, because okay. a lot of people don't think that they can find bioluminescent planktons here in Brazil. Mm. Um, it's not a popular destination for that. But, uh, in Velha Boipeba, which is the main village, from there you can take kayak tour, which goes to the middle of the mangroves, cool. and you can see the bioluminescent planktons in the middle of the mangroves. Oh wow! So I think this is just so special, yeah. you know, that you may have already seen it in the ocean. But in the middle of the mangroves, not sure if people have experienced that before. That's Yeah, that's, that's awesome. What a great tip. Another one that I think it's worth telling as well. Yeah. Uh, it's in Bonito. There is mm -hmm. a place called Abismo Anhumas, which is a cave. And you can go scuba diving in that cave, which is really cool. So to get in that cave you need to go rappelling. Okay, right. To get to the bottom, like not the bottom, but the surface mm. of the um, that water cave. Yeah. And then from there, you scuba dive and you can see the stalagmites. Yeah. Oh, and wow. also, for example, they have anteater bones over there that you can see some anteater fall off the cliff oh, wow. at, at some point and died in the middle of the the cave um so it's a, a very interesting experience to have this this is the first time we've had anteater bones on the <laughs> on the podcast that's <laughs> that is definitely a new thing that sounds really um really quite adventurous quite scary as well i, I don't know i'm guessing guessing you're not afraid of heights eleni i actually am but 
I'm more scared of like free falling type of stuff. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I mean, we can't really, just to end this section, we can't talk about Brazil and we've slightly touched on it with Rio a little bit, but we can't not talk about festivals and obviously Carnival. Have you been? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and would you recommend it to visitors? I mean, it's 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 maybe the most iconic kind of scene of Brazil, other than maybe mm. the Christ Redeemer statue. Um, but yeah, was, is it kind of something you would recommend for visitors? I totally recommend. And also, it's interesting that in Brazil we have carnival being celebrated in different ways, mm. uh, depending on where you are located. So, for example, in Rio... We have those sambodromos, which is those large places where the samba schools make their presentation in the middle. Okay. And then in Salvador, for example, we have some trucks with huge speakers and people keep yep. following those trucks. And some people also like sometimes, most of the times actually, I. Uh, on top of these trucks, we have the singers playing. So it's a totally different atmosphere. Oh, so that's much more of a kind of a different kind of party then. Uh, so you've got mm. kind of sambas on one side and then kind of, yeah, big music. And yeah, tunes. so totally. And you can come to Brazil for several carnivals <laughs> and have different experiences. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That's cool. That's really, really cool. Okay, well, I mean... Now we've discussed carnival, let's discuss a little bit more about present and future of Brazil, particularly about sustainable travel. Brazil's incredible landscapes range from red rock canyons and pristine white sand beaches to lush Amazon rainforests and freshwater wetlands. The country's sheer size and diversity can make it hard to know where to start, and that's where your DK Witness Brazil Guide can come in. Detailed itineraries, expert knowledge, and comprehensive maps helps you to plan the perfect visit. Find Decal Witness Brazil wherever you get your books now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Eleni, we know you're passionate about sustainable travel. We are too. It's a big theme um, in this season of the podcast. So how can visitors explore Brazil a little bit more thoughtfully? Do you, can, can you tell us? So first of all, I know that a lot of people like to come to Brazil because of the wildlife. So that's why the first thing mm. I'm going to 
remember everyone that is listening this podcast please don't feed wild animals they have to be free living their normal lives you know don't support mm. places where you know these kind of animals are locked somehow um, don't touch wildlife you know I, I don't know if you have heard of zoonosis probably after covid but zoonosis is the type of illness that you pass from humans to animals or animals to humans so mm. whenever you're touching wildlife you're putting everyone in risk at risk so you gotta be mindful mm. of that uh, don't take selfies with wild animals just let them be observational tourism is the best way to really be near wildlife you know you gotta really respect mm. them also yeah research about the companies the travel companies the hotels you're gonna stay check it out if they have good sustainable travel initiatives as much as you can support locals you know small entrepreneurs from the place you're visiting small hotels this is very important to them and here a lot of people in several places of brazil they only have had access to internet very recently mm. so it's hard to compare big hotels and resorts in terms of advertisements again when you compare it to small business owners you know so i know it may be a little more difficult at first but take a look into some travel blogs see if you can find some recommendations that uh, go beyond those places that can put a lot of ads everywhere yeah also yeah. Um, be very mindful with your trash I know that in several places like North America Europe you guys have <laughs> these pretty much sorted out but in places like Brazil we often don't have waste management even in Boipeba Islands for example where I'm calling from now we still have a trash dump so the more trash people are gonna be Uh, generating while they are mm. traveling here or everywhere else the more trash we are gonna probably have in irregular places so try to avoid yeah. that you know avoid plastic packaging as much as you can also if possible if you are in remote places try to take some of this packaging back home or back to the biggest city that you are mm. visiting right next which has a waste management program recycling program so do that research as well uh, i know we are always super excited to travel and enjoy a day at the beach but after all um we need to keep this place very pristine if you want to be able to visit in the next couple of years and one other thing that i think is really important to mention here in brazil in terms of recycling mm. the aluminium cans they mm -hmm. are almost a hundred percent recycled because they have a good value of money so whenever you're gonna order a drink prefer aluminium cans you know because uh you 
are gonna be almost a hundred percent sure that that's gonna be recycled. Mm. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it, it it all harks back to what you were saying at the start when your your travels in the Maldives, etc. When you've kind of seen like kind of plastic and you know things have, that have built up from tourism from like that tourists have thrown into the sea, etc. And you just don't want the the beautiful places you've described so far to be ruined by by any of that. So those are really really brilliant tips, Eleni. I uh, thank you so much. And one other thing that mm. just came to my mind now, for example, not only when you are in remote places and nature places, you gotta think of it. Even in the big cities, you gotta be responsible. For example, here in the islands, uh, we often have trash that come from Salvador. Oh, really? Because oh. of the tide brings it to here. So there are mornings yeah. that we wake up and we see more trash than usual. And it's because the tide from other place brought it here. So no matter where you are, be mindful. That's yeah. a really good point. I just wanted to quickly touch on, um, obviously, you know, Brazil is home to a large section of the Amazon. And um you know, we hear a lot about kind of things like deforestation and the destruction of the Amazon, destruction of indigenous places and habitats, etc. as well. Are any of those being used to make way for tourism too? Is there any research that, that visitors can do to make sure that they're not contributing to that problem? Mm, in terms of deforestation, the one thing that in Amazon is very common that the tourism um, doesn't help is about the wildlife. Mm. So it's very popular for people to go there and find places to take selfies with sloths or swimming mm. with those uh, botos, which is kind of like a pink dolphin. Yeah. And usually they feed those animals for them to be there all the time. So anytime we are feeding animals, we are taking them, taking them out of their regular uh, route, mm. you know, and out of their regular ecosystem as well, I guess. Exactly, yeah, their food cycle. So mm. it's not good. It's just not good. But I'm I'm actually glad that you brought about Amazon because mm. there is one experience that I didn't mention here, and I think it's really worth mentioning, which is having an immersion into the indigenous culture in the Amazon, if possible. Uh, this is something that is life-changing especially when you stay at least a week let's say that you get mm. to understand how they really live what they really eat how they think about life how they um to learn about their spirituality you know it's something that is very unique uh, i had an experience in the beginning of last year in Acre, and I mm. stayed 18 days in a village which is quite small called Shanekaya. This is another thing, like usually when people from overseas come here and look for um, a tribe to, to have an immersion, mm. the most advertised ones are the ones that are already very well structured and have gas pretty much all year long so mm. try to dig in a little bit more Do as well research. and maybe yeah and so try to support uh, some smaller villages if possible 
But if you're gonna go into some ceremony with ayahuasca, for example, then of course, make sure you have recommendations from that place to be very comfortable with it. Make sure it's a serious place, you know. Are there any good resources for finding finding those places or, or any good bloggers other than yourself, Eleni? <laughs> about that? I don't think there is any platform or anything like that that's quite ready because mm. there are several communities. Amazon forest is so big. It goes through different states of Brazil and even outside mm. the country. So I think the best way it's to try to connect to people that have had experiences before and get their recommendations. And for a woman, since I'm a woman who often travel by myself, mm. I also would, you know, uh, try to find recommendations from women as well. That will make you feel more comfortable. Good advice. Really, really good advice. So I think so many good, great tips there on traveling sustainably in Brazil. And opening up a bit to a more general question when is the best time to visit brazil depends on what you want to do okay okay <laughs> for example this is something that works for everywhere in the world i would say like what is your priority when visiting that country is that a landscape that you really want to check it out by yourself for example if you want to go to lençóis maranhenses and find that place with the lagoons full of water mm. you gotta go up right after the rainy season so august is the best place but if you want to go to the beaches in south east and south brazil the best time is summer because the um, southest you go in brazil the colder is the water okay. so mm. then the warmer months will be the best for you to explore that and to get into waterfalls, for example. Uh, and in the case of the northeast, the beaches in the northeast, all year long, you're fine, you know. Um, in the middle of the year, you have a rainy season, but Brazil weather is quite crazy. Even the <laughs> rainy season sometimes, you know, quite like Hawaii, for example, you have a rain and then it stops and the sun is out. You have a yep. rainbow and then, you know, you go for a swim and later at night it's going to rain again. So you still can have fun. After all, it depends on what is your priority. Some good advice there. I mean, it's, yeah, I think, I think um, well, just the idea of sort of sun, at least the prospect of sun oh, most of the year around <laughs> is uh, <laughs> it's really, really appealing right now. It's hard to imagine right now, isn't it, James? Yeah, yeah, very much is. <laughs> And then finally, Eleni, our last question. Are there any particular, I mean, you mentioned carnival, but are there any sort of particular events to mark in the calendar? One event that I love here in Brazil is New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah? Ah. ah. Yes, like most of people that live at least like a couple hours away from the beach, they're mm. going to go to the beach and everybody's going to wear white clothes and have their... Um, champagne in their hands, you know, and pop it off um, right after midnight. And we have a tradition to skip seven waves, seven tiny waves, oh. <laughs> right after midnight to give a good luck for the upcoming year. So it's a very 
beautiful celebration, in my opinion. Fantastic. Lovely. That's a new one as well. I don't think we've had too many New Year's celebrations. But thank you so much, Eleni. We've had so many fantastic recommendations, a real taste of Brazil as well. So thank you so much, Eleni. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the podcast. Ah, uh, You're welcome. Thank you so much for this invitation. I'm very happy to be here and I hope to see you all in Brazil. Thank you to Eleni. That was wonderful, Lucy. Yeah, it was. She, we had technical issues, but she yep. did an amazing job. She talked, she covered so much. And actually, we finished the recording and Eleni was like, there was more I could have said. More. I should have said this. I should have said that. So, she, I mean, she really, uh, it felt like she kind of got under the skin of the place. So thank you, Eleni. Yeah, it was obviously there's only so much we can cover in one podcast about Brazil. So, listener, I think your next challenge really is to go on livemoretravelmore.com so that's Eleni's blog find out a lot more there she's also on Instagram at livemoretravelmore um, and you can find out so much more about the country and you know if you want to take that even further you might even yeah just get a DKI Witness Guide why not DKI Witness Brazil <laughs> but yeah um, in our next episode we have a little bit of a different one it's been a while Lucy since we talked to the DKI Witness team yeah and it's time to roll them back out isn't it it really is <laughs> and we've got quite a different team as well I mean there's been there's been some wonderful people who've sadly left us in the last year but then we've got some brilliant new travel editors and designers who've joined the team who are working on books for all around the world who also have their own travel plans too and we will be discussing a exactly those so where to go 2023 in a fortnight we might even discuss some of our own travel plans who knows who knows so we shall see you then listener until then it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me we shall see you very soon where to go is a podcast from dk witness it was produced by julia baker presented by lucy richards and james atkinson with the help of bella tolbert for more information about dk witness follow us on social media at dk witness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness and please like and follow the show and if you have time leave a review your support means so much to us Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 